This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite, start getting. <laughs> Yo, I want to welcome everybody to another episode of The Real World. And while this episode is a little more special than most, I got the pleasure of having one of my OGs in here. We're going to talk about building a brand. I'm extremely excited to have my guy in here. Um, Greg, please give a little introduction on yourself. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Gregory Anderson Bico. I'm from Hempstead, New York, and... I went to University of Maryland, amongst other places. My background is science, for several degrees, environmental science, biology. I'm a professor by training. I teach genetics, environmental science, biology, career development, college level. You know, I just I just love life, and I'm, I'm excited to be here, and thank you for the opportunity to be here. Nah, this is something that we've been talking about for a while, and so I'm really excited. Um, I don't know if you're giving yourself enough credit. Uh, My boy, he sings. He's yeah, he's really that dude. Like he's he puts himself out there in a way that I don't think that most people do. One of the things that I really admire about you, and I don't say that often when I kind of you know rap with people. It's dope that you have a vision, you see your vision through, you execute it, and you put stuff out. Regardless of however people feel about it, you do your thing, and that's super dope. I appreciate that. Yeah, one thing I try to live by, and I say this often even to my three beautiful daughters, is that you have one life to live. No regrets. So, no regrets. So, if I feel something, I'm going to do it. If I yearn for something, I'm going to do it. Um, I try to live by a saying that says, what's the point of dreaming if you don't attempt to live it? So day by day, I take each day, each moment, and try to live it. I yearn for knowledge. I yearn for creativity. I love the arts. And, and, I, and my goal is really to make my mark. And my mark doesn't mean that it has to spread amongst nations. I've made my mark even in my own household, amongst my friends and family. Um, so, that, so that's really how I, I, I intend to live. I try to live and I plan on continuing to live. But yes, I, I am into arts. I, I have two albums out, independent. Let's go. And um, even with that, it was it was always a sense of if I love it, it's complete. You know, because at the end of the day, when I listen to it, I'm smiling and I'm saying, these are my thoughts. You know, I tend to write how I feel. I'm very impulsive in that that sense. You know, I waited till I was 39 to get a full sleeve <laughs> tattoo. Waited to 40 to lock my hair. You know? <laughs> <So>, While <laughs> other people are losing their hair, I decided to lock it. Yeah, know? we still got corners on this <laughs> side of the planet. You know what I mean? Um, but that's how I live. You know, I, if I feel it, I'm doing it. And I've been that way for a long time. And I continue and I plan on being that way moving forward. So... Here's a question I have for you, right? Um, I feel like you're making what I'd consider to be an unusual jump. You don't normally see scientists in the fashion field. Like, whatever scientists that you see, they're kind of corny. They're stuck up. They're stuffy. That's never how I've seen you. You were always fly. Like, 
I remember we went to a day party and you came down. Um, you live out of town uh, for listeners. He came down. He's in a suit. But this is right before the wave of everybody wearing the super fitted suits. So Greg was fit, had the suit, and we like, yo, you out here killing us. Like, we in some t-shirts and jeans, bro. Like, you can't step in the spot looking like this. So I say that because I feel like you've always had a vision. Knowing that you've had that vision, right? Um, Give people a backstory on why fashion is a thing for you or outlet that you chose that you wanted to do. That's a good question. So, so here's the game. Um, here's the deal. I was raised in a household. You know, my dad was military. My dad is also a pastor. My mom's evangelist. Man, we were we were in church every Sunday. And one thing that my father lived by was like, you can't be sharper for the world than you are for church. So on Sundays, man, we were always sharp, dressed, always had suits, always pressed. Um, but in my house, we had to iron Saturday night because we couldn't do anything after midnight. Um, but it was a standard that we always lived by. Dad was big on tying your shoes, uh, making sure you use spray starch. We don't use that anymore, but... Yo, I got a question for you. So as a New Yorker, you actually tied your shoes? Every other New Yorker I know is like mad sloppy. They, you know what I'm saying? They're like, we can't have our shoes too tight. No, nah, nah, my dad didn't play that. Man. Okay tie shoes, we couldn't wear black pants with white socks. Oh, know? wow, okay. So it, it really started at a young age. It was, you have to be sharp, you have to dress well. Um, you you dress how you feel. You feel good when you wake up and you're dressed. So it was a system, it, it was always a part. And I believe if you put systems and put things in place, you know, a train up a child as they should go, put it in place young you know and never never leave from that um, so that's probably why that's that could be considered the backstory but that's not necessarily the story of how this came about um, I'm gonna give you a summary okay what happened age of 37 went to Miami go see my boy Dwayne Wade play <laughs> favorite player and, it, and things work out how they should. Went to the game, had good seats, and sat right behind the bench. You know, good pictures. When I left there, I went to go stay in the resort in Aventura. And at the resort I stayed in, I went by myself, had a massage set up for 7 p.m. So I'm getting ready, and I get a, fo- a phone call from the spot and saying, Mr. Biko, can you come in at 6? Now, I had made reservations to eat at 8. But I came in, I said, sure, no problem. So I called the, reserva- the restaurant, which is on my resort as well, and I bumped my reservation up an hour. So I get my massage, and I go to the restaurant. As I'm walking in, I said, you know what? They were going to seat me. And I said, you know what? Sit me in the back. They sit me in the back, and I'm sitting, having to sit next to a gentleman and his wife. And I said, yo, I love your shoes. A gentleman that looked like me. He was older, different skin color, but I loved his shoes. So he said, thank you. And then we started to talk about why I was there. You know, and I was by myself and I said, I want to see the heat. And he said, oh, so, so did we, where did you sit? And I, I told him, and his wife said, well, we were in the seventh row, center seats, but that's good enough for us. 
So he said, where are you from? And I said, well, you know, I'm, I live in the Philly area. I'm from New York, but I live in the Philly area. His wife said, oh, well, so do we. And then he said, so why do you support the Heat and not the Sixers? I said, well, actually, I, I do support the Sixers. I'm a season ticket holder. So she said, where are your seats? And at the time, you know, I was just going in with my cousin. So I'm not a nosebleed dude, but it's what my cousin could, could afford. So I said, you know, I'm in section 200. I said, but next year I'll be closer. So then this man pulls out his card. And so it so happened to work that his office is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is not too far from me. He happens to be the owner, the CEO of Worldwide Group Tickets, one of the top, highest, earliest ticket distribution in the distributors in the world. He said, when you get to Philly, come, I'm going to take you to the floor. I own most of the seats on the floor. Wow. So I get there. And I called him that Friday, and we met in his office. He told me to come to his office. I got there, and he called, told everyone I was his friend. This is a billionaire. So the first thing I get in the office, he said, man, I like your shoes. Where are they from? I said, oh, man, these are just from, from Zara's, but I love them. He was like, well, you're rocking them well. And <laughs> <laughs> I get in his office, and I walk in, I'm in the office with a billionaire. And I look at his wall, and all I see were quotes. Um, very inspirational. And then he sat down and spoke to me. And his biggest thing was, you have to do something to change that tree. And what he was talking about really was my family, my life. He said, you know, your wife's a doctor. You're a scientist. You're doing well. You're comfortable. But he said, your parents tree probably completely different. You know, they were rooted in struggle, probably multiple jobs. I was like, yeah, my dad was a custodian in the military. My mom didn't finish high school. So for us, we changed the tree. He said, but you can change it even more. Think about entrepreneurship. And he said, it's not about you per se, but it's about your kids because they're gonna see the hard work. They're gonna see the challenge. They're gonna see the motivation, the inspiration. And then when they grow up, it's what they're gonna know. So that was him. He was like, he's 50 times better than his dad, but because he got to see his dad, it put him in a place where that's what he wanted to be. So when he said that to me, at 37, it really incited a lot in me. I was like, oh man, this is dope. I'm eager. He was like, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you start your own toilet paper company, do something. That conversation is all I needed from him. I needed to die. I didn't need any more time, although he does offer it to me. But that's all I needed to move on to say, okay, what's next? And here we are. You know, I, I turned 40. Yeah, I was there. And the day after my 40th birthday, I woke up and I said, it's time. And at that very moment, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I wasn't 100% aware. It was 2.30 in the morning and I woke up the day after my birthday and I said, it's time. And that was three years of resonating, the message resonating inside of me that you have to do something. And Darrell, the vision was so clear 
happened when I woke up in the morning or what I needed to do. And that was fashion. You know, so it's funny when I talk to some people about it, or I say, what do you think I'm in my venture is? The first thing they say is music because yeah, you love it. Yeah, that's what you've done. I'm most connected to. Sure. But that wasn't the vision. The vision was like, you're doing fashion because it's also a, a thing that you love. Um, so I know I, that's the backstory, And I do remember what you asked. And it's why the jump from science to fashion. Right. Uh, but you know what? The reality of it all is there is a connection there. In the craziest way it's connected. And this, this, these are my thoughts on it, right? Science is extremely empirical. You know, you know, when we say that, we're, we're pretty much saying that our only source of knowledge comes through our senses. Sight, hear, taste, touch, smell. That's our way of knowledge. You know, we use our eyes to visualize things, to learn. We hear things and it stick. I heard this gentleman tell me the path that he took to get to there and the knowledge began to brew inside of me. Science allows us to explore anything. Scientists are free. Scientists take risks until something great is discovered. Scientists are passionate, they're self-motivated, they're communicators, they're, they're curious, they're persistent, they're resilient. They bounce back from failure. They're extremely focused. So when I look at fashion, it's, it's very similar to me because it's an essential part of the human experience, right? Check it. Fashion allows us to be free. It allows us to explore. And it really allows us to take risks until something great is discovered. It, it really allows us to express our personality through style. You know, you can wear pink with green and think nothing of it. You can wear black with My green. girl's an AKA, so I get it. Yeah, right, right. Um, you can wear sweats with tees. You can wear suits with ties. And it feels good. And fashion, I think, often makes us powerful and feel powerful. We feel handsome. We feel dapper. We look at the mirror and say, y'all, I'm sharp. You know, yeah, I'm killing it right now. We I feel relaxed. And ultimately, I believe that scientists and designers both desire to create something unknown and introduce something new and fresh to the world. And that's what I desire to do. Yo, you said a lot. Um, I think the the best thing about what you said and what I'm probably taking from it, you were able to build a connection with a person that you've never met before, A, by just having a conversation based on, you know, something that you like from them, you know? Um, I had not heard that story before, but given, you know, just my own interactions with people, I have similar things where it's like, yo, it's dope to somebody who, you know, frankly, doesn't look like you, doesn't know you, still saw something in you and imparted some kind of wisdom and you were able to take that and run with it yeah. i think that's a lot of what's missing from i'd say even our generation the generation that comes up after us is right. you can hear everything your parents tell you stuff like my mom says stuff all the time right. what did i take from it and run with it and build towards it right. so i think it's dope that you were able to do that 
Um, Thank you. Hey, hey, can I say this? Nah, go for it. No, that's that's what it's that's no, what it's about. Script nah, bit, it's it's free will. Let, let me say this. A lot of that comes through maturity. Uh, Greg at thirty, probably would have taken. When I look at my life, you know, I, there were things I wanted to accomplish between twenty and thirty. You know, that's you know, I wanted to write my first check. You understand? I wanted to graduate. I wanted to say I had my own place at apartment in Kent Village. My first check was $823. I'll never forget that. That's so I was making every two weeks and you couldn't tell me anything. I was out of college. Couldn't tell me anything. Had my own place in the hood. But for me, it was this, this boy from Martin Luther King Drive, the way I saw a lot growing up, made it, you know? But the maturity and growth in between the 30s, it was, I'm going to try to establish a career in a sense. But I really didn't know if if, if I would have met that gentleman at 20, 25, 30, I would not have known how to take that information. From 30 to 40s, I knew I wanted to get married. I wanted to have my house to say I have my own I want to have my kids. But I believe the path of life is set up how it's supposed to be. And I was destined to meet this gentleman when I did. Because at that moment, I was ready to take what I heard. So that's why I'm big on being in the places that you're supposed to be in at the time that you're supposed to be there to receive and be able to understand the message that you're getting. And that for me, I'm grateful that it happened when it did because I was ready to receive it and then be able to move on with it because I've seen some things, I was mature and it just gave me a better understanding, so. Yeah, I'd say that that's what the true definition of luck is. A lot of times we hear luck like, oh, random good things happen to you. No, I believe luck meets and it's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Luck is specifically when you have certain preparations and you're ready for certain things and you're able to act on those things. Like, I could get lucky and I could win the lottery for $10 million. I don't play the lottery, but I could. If I didn't have a financial wherewithal to kind of keep my money, I'm going to be broke in a year or two. Yeah. If I hit it at the right time, you know what? My family, my kids, kids, kids are set and everybody's going to live off of like, you know, this one success that I had. Mm -hmm. So, um, I still think that that's super dope uh, to even have something like that, that you're able to spin and kind of take in, regurgitate it again, package it your own way, and then run with it. Agreed, man. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Um, so, talk to me about your logo a little bit, right? Um, I think that we specifically live in an era where people don't like logos on stuff. Uh, if you got Gucci on your sneakers or Louis... The print that used to be hot when, you know what I'm saying, Dapper Dan was running things. When we were in college and people were putting Gucci print on, like, Nike swooshes, all of that was a thing. And then I'd say that this generation, they said, you know what? I don't want that label. I don't want a title. I don't want to be a walking advertisement. Right, right. Like, if you're buying, you know, back when black label or purple label was a thing with polo, we all wanted that because it didn't have the logo on it. Right. Like, Jay said it in a line. Like, purple... Purple logo with the logo secret. 
And I'm just like, yo, I want that shirt. Yeah. Like, I don't want the Rockaway across my chest. Yeah. So how did that lead you to develop your logo and to have something that's bold and I think that speaks to you? Uh, good question. I appreciate it. So the lion, the lion, my, my logo is a variation of the lion, you know. I could get a little scientific view. Kingdom and Malia, Phylum Cordata, Class, Familia, Order Carnivora, Family, Philidae, Genius, Panthera, Scientific Name, Panthera, Leo. Huh. I want to know how many people are actually going to remember right. that from like high school, middle school. It, like, this is where you're clearly a scientist, but like, please. You know what I'm saying? You don't remember the King Philip? No, not at all. Not at all. My degree was in government and politics, man. Like, all of the science stuff I took was, nah, right. I don't right. remember none of it. So essentially, it's it's really my love for the lion. Um, why? The lion is large, it's strong, it's powerful, it's, it's courageous. But probably the most important thing about the lion is it's, it's sociable. Um, the lion is really family oriented. They live together in large family groups that they call prides. And that sociability they, they possess, I want to say it's very similar to my character. You know, that, that's who I am. Yo, you're the most social guy that I know. But it's <laughs> but, genuine. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I love people. I love family. I love community. You know, I, I think I, I like to say I care. You know, it's funny, but my kids, they, a seven-year-old mostly, she laughs all the time because whenever we're out, I, you know, I meet people and I talk to people. And, and she'll say, uh, Daddy, making new friends. Um, and my coworkers, when they're walking down the street with me, you know, they're surprised that valet people from different buildings uh, that I don't even park at just saying, hey, Greg, um, I care about people. I care about how you're doing. Generally, it's just my makeup. and It's who I am. So the line is, is that way. And, you know, another note is funny. <laughs> um, but another reason is because I appreciate the extraordinary nature of the lioness. They do it all. They, they hunt. They reproduce. They nurture. And, you know, I mentioned my oldest, who's seven, but I have three beautiful girls. I'm the father of three girls, Morgan, Zori, and Yara, and I'm the husband of an amazing wife. I call her Z. The others call her Zio. Uh, funny, I call it Z because I had trouble pronouncing that name, Z. <laughs> <laughs> so when I messed up the first two times, I was like, look, can I'm I just good. call you Z? <laughs> so, but I have these beautiful, strong, powerful women um, with me, part of me. I see them daily. I do all that I do for them. And the lioness is that way, does it all, does it all. And I see that through my own. And I value the beauty and the do-it-all nature of the female lion. So it was something that was a, a no-brainer. I called my nephew, Christian. And you know, Christian is a super, super, super talented 14-year-old young man. And I said, okay, I need you to create something for me. I, I, I want a lion. 
I want you to create a line that's handsome, strong, that's smooth, dapper, you know, hands in pockets. And that next day, he had about four iterations of different lines, whether it was a face. And this one that I'm using is what hit me. I said, yo, that's dope. But what made me more fascinated in it was the fact that Christian, at the time he was 13, he didn't have the tools. He the tools. He doesn't have the big pads that you can draw on. He used his finger, index finger, on a phone that had a cracked screen. And he created this masterpiece of a logo. And the magic was behind the imperfections. And that's those are the things that I see and I value. You know, it wasn't perfect, but it was perfect. You know that sounds that sounds like a scripted Hallmark movie. Like you can't make something <laughs> like that up. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and the I've seen like the different iterations and how proud you are of it. And so that's why it's like hearing this, like people don't notice. I'm hearing a lot of this stuff for the first time. Right. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I've certainly seen the finished product. I'm now getting the backstory from it. And that's what I think makes this dope and interesting to me. Um, it's the biggest driver for why I wanted to do this. And that's just super cool that you're able to see that where you're literally like, you know what? The screen's kind of cracked. We've all seen this. You drop the phone, shattered in different places, and he was able to kind of come up with something that was dope like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, say I'm super, super proud of him, and I know he's learned a lot from this, and even from just the business side of things and getting things done and surprising yourself on what you can do when you really sit down and put your mind to it. Um, you know, it's, you know, he's he's going to be up and coming. Gonna be up and coming as he continues to perfect his craft, and I'm looking forward to, you know, spreading him his message throughout, you know, my networks. You know, as as time goes by, um, but that's what King Black is what I call him, King Black. So, I know you put a lot of time into this. Uh, you know, whether you're playing with something online, you're designing something. You are thinking of ways that you need to kind of promote it and grow it and how you want things to go. What's the end goal with this? Like, is this a passion project where it's just for you? Doesn't matter how well it's received, sort of like your music. Like, yeah, at least in the back of my mind, like I always want people to like the things that I'm doing. But it's like my podcast. If you if you love it, yo, I appreciate that. If you don't, honestly, sometimes it's just for me. There are episodes where I literally create them for myself and if somebody rocks with it right if they don't yeah so what's your goal like what do you want to do with black so i i let me start by saying the name of this company came what is called black b-l-a-q apostrophe d the brand and it's funny because i started with a slogan and the slogan became the name. Be bold, become legendary, be authentic, love equally, dream big. 
I started with that. And I said, oh, let me take this letter. I take the B. I could take the Bars. A. I could take the A. I could take the Q. That's why I'm like, bars. He just spit a, a cool D. couple lines. And that became the name of this brand, Black the Brand. So my goal, again, the vision was so clear. I do things. So, so one of the things we looked at, the first question was from science to fashion, from being smart to being fly. And when you love something, you know, science I'm good at. I don't necessarily love it. That's real. But I'm good at it. I love teaching others to learn it. But I didn't necessarily love the art of the science that I'm teaching. It's the difference between loving versus loving the reaction of others. That is what mostly drives my day-to-day as it pertains to my three, four degrees in science. But the passion that I get from staying up to 2.30, 3 in the morning and waking up at 4 because my 15-month-old needs a sippy cup, then going back to sleep and waking up at 6 a.m. to start my day, six to seven days a week. That's because of passion. Yeah, I was going to say, Greg's a very hard-working dude. So that being said, thank you, man. That being said, my goal out of all of this isn't necessarily to get someone to like what I'm putting out. Now, do I believe I have a great product? Absolutely. My vision went from one item that I'm not going to speak about right now to now I'm going to be coming out with 70 to 80 things. I had no idea it was going to turn from one idea to me reaching out. And now I have conversations and manufacturers in Italy, in Berlin, across the, across the world. Yeah, we're not getting stuff from Bangladesh and China here. And Greece, you know. <laughs> so... My goal through this all isn't necessarily to have someone love my stuff. My number one goal is, and I said this, is my kids to see the hard work and the effort and to feel like they are a part of it. And everything that I had in that conversation with that gentleman that I met three years ago, I see. I see my kids eager to be at the table. I see them get excited because they're stuffing an envelope. I see them joyful when they're wearing my one of my hats that I've created to school or even in the car. As I'm on Adobe Illustrator, I see the passion and excitement one of my four-year-old gets when she's actually changing the colors to the outfit of the line or the character that's on the screen. At four years old, I couldn't I didn't have the opportunity to touch a Mac and to play with something that was being created. But that for me was the primary goal. So 
what comes along with it in this secondary goal as it pertains to, I don't like saying customers. I don't like saying consumers. I like calling them everyone, members. They're part of the family. It's to influence. It's to motivate. It's to inspire. I'm really determined to impact, impact my community, impact the world. I mean, let's go beyond community. I start small, but let's say the world by presenting positive messages through design, fashion. Quick story, one day I was at a table, this old woman came up and said, your kids are phenomenal. I left there, got in my car, and I said, I'm starting at a phenomenal kid line to inspire kids. So you'll see on a blanket that say, hello world, I'm a phenomenal kid, and I dream big. I want to inspire someone. Inspire the generation behind me to, to dream big. Um, even so, with adults. I want to stop you for a second. Okay. Um, there's a certain genuine quality about what you're saying. That's what I think. And I mean, we, we talk about this offline. I honestly believe that's it. People are going to support you because they see how genuine you are. Thanks, man. Like that's not a that's not a common trait. A lot of times people will try to sell you anything and you know, they can be attractive, unattractive, whatever. You you buy something because you like it. Right. People continue to support you because they like you. And given how genuine you come across, and it's not an act, like I, I know this personally, and I'm assuming that, you know, people that listen to this are gonna feel the same way. Right. That's a a huge, huge thing. That is a huge, huge thing. Like I, and my bad for you know stop you in a quote, but like I just wanted you to hear that. Thanks, man. No, I appreciate it. That, you know what I'm saying. So I know. Please, yeah. Please push that as as the primary thing. Like, and I get it that you know my clothes are dope. They're you. Like that is the one thing that I impart on you to tell people. Like your story, the stories that you're telling that builds the brand and how this even comes about. That's you. That is super impactful. Like we were talking about, you know, CEOs and wanting to talk about big things and big ideas. And this became, you know, just listening to this. This is inspirational. Like I'm going to tell my mom to listen to this. And this is probably the first G rated episode I've had where I never curse around my mom ever. That's not what I do. She hears me curse on my podcast because she supports. She gives me a hard time about it. Like, you know, like I curse and I never hear you curse. But I think this is dope. Like, I could turn this to anyone, you know, a kid, yes. an adult, whoever, and I think that they can get something from it. I, I appreciate it. And, and that's, you know, there's, there's no there's no fakeness in this. It's who I am. Um, and, I, and I think that's, I, I know that's why I'm trusting this process and I'm believing in it. Because I think that message will be conveyed. And I want to be an inspiration. And, and the few randoms, I call them randoms, but I, I think, again, I said everything is supposed to happen that I've met and had a conversation with. That's been the one thing after hearing the story, inspiration. You know, I'm a, I'm a kid, like I said, you know, raised in, a, in an environment that was good to me because it taught me common sense. 
but you know we don't we don't make it out and I've had the opportunity to do that no, that's real I look at myself I'm you know I not something I discuss on the podcast but my dad was not around like I don't think it's a secret when I don't talk about these things and you see the way that I live and my mom talks to me about it all the time she's just like you do things that are completely different than I did like I can appreciate that and not that I try to do it in a way that makes her feel bad or that I'm trying to you know outshine my mom because it's not that but she's always like my son is taking off like he's that's he's doing a whole other thing like he doesn't want to stay down here he wants to kind of keep going and so I think it's super important that you show the youth these kind of things. And it's cool that your daughters are a part of that. Like, when we were kids, we didn't see that. Yeah. You know, like, I I saw random people in my neighborhood. Rayfrel Edmonds' mom lived in my neighborhood. If you're from D.C., he is a notorious drug dealer. Yeah. Now, nothing ever happened, if I keep it real, but this is the stuff in the environment that I grew up in. Yeah. Like, you didn't see, outside of working for the federal government, um, you know, being a cop or a teacher, I didn't know that there were so many other kinds of careers that I could choose as a path. It was like, you're a doctor. I wanted to be an architect growing up. I thought I could draw, but I couldn't. So it's like, you're a doctor, you're an architect, you're a lawyer, you're a cop. I didn't think that I could be a scientist. Nobody ever told me like, you know what? This is a field you can go in. Like, sure, I was good at science in elementary and middle school, but no one told me I could be an investment banker. Right. I didn't know about hedge funds when I was 13. Right. Like, just having the, the foresight to open your children up to something else and so they see another world, the sky's the limit for them because yeah. they don't feel, they literally don't feel like they have limits. Yeah. That is something that you're doing. That's, again, why I'm so impressed by this and the story that it's telling because that's it. I don't want anybody to put limits on it. Thanks. <laughs> like... I want them to believe you can honestly do everything. Like, you always hit the stupid saying that I believe that's stupid. Aim for the stars, and if you don't, or aim for the moon, and if you don't make it, you'll get to the stars. No. I want you out of the solar system. Like, I want you to keep going. I want you to figure out, you know, kind of where things came from. Like, figure out why the Big Bang is a real thing. Where did the, you know, the universe start? Like, I don't want to have a boundary on somebody. And seeing these things allows kids just... To have a mind. Yeah. Daddy did this, so why can't I do it too? Right. You're supposed to surpass your parents. Right. So if this is the record right. that you're setting for them, mm-hmm. yo, mommy's a doctor, daddy's a scientist, he's now a fashion designer. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Anything. That's how I look at it. Anything. Yeah. That's dope. That's that's dope, man. Yeah, um so when is all of this coming out? Like, when are you oh, going to have a launch? Thank you. So, we're out, and I don't know when you're releasing this, but... Um, I'm going to let this rock for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, like, I'm going to do this probably, like, mid, like, May. Okay, so my first social media post is funny, but <laughs> iPhone, you know, I love iPhone for what it's worth. Sometimes iPhone reminds you of things, and you know, if people who have iPhones, they know at the end of the week... You know, there's a prompt that comes up and it'll tell you, you know, you've used this app or your time is down 30% or up 20%. So, Yo, the screen time. Screen time, yeah. right? So about three months ago, 
I have a story for everything, y'all, but I always land the plane, right? (laughs) (laughs) About three months ago, I see my iPhone, I check, and I recognize I was on social media like seven hours a week. And I'm like, this gentleman told me, he said, you don't have time to watch every basketball game. You don't have time to watch every sitcom. I've never seen Game of Thrones, you know. That's crazy. But the point was, until you get to where you want to be, only allow time for things that are important. And for me, what's the most important thing is family. So outside of the grind, it's family and friends. But outside of the grind, I only allow time for family and friends. And my vice is the business. It's the fashion. You know, everyone has to have their outlet. But I believe when you're doing something passionate, that's your outlet. So that became the one thing that I did on top of my my family. You sure you're not Jamaican? (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Um, So that being said, I deleted all my apps off my phone such that I wouldn't be tempted to be a part of these things. So other people say when I, I I signed back in to post a picture and I left again, and they were like, "Oh, the, our, our screen said, you know, Greg hasn't posted in a while, <laughs> you know." Sam, you deleted all the apps from your phone? I did. I did because I needed to bring focus. That five seven hours a week they went towards branding. They went towards the designing. It went towards me waking up at 2.30 in the morning so I could call my manufacturer in Italy because it was 8.30 their time. You know, it went from me waking up at 4.30 because I had to respond to an email query from Greece because they were wondering what did I wanted to do concerning a contract. So that's where my time went. Say that to say, on May 12th, I told you I'm gonna land this plane. <laughs> on May 12th, I'm going to make my very first social media post introducing the brand. And then on May 27th, Memorial Day at 12.01 a.m., we're launching. When is May 12th? I'm only asking because I might drop this episode on May 12th. That's a Sunday. Okay. It's a Sunday. Okay. That's dope. So that's when that's when I'm launching. And you know, the, that date it doesn't have no meaning in particular. Again, latest trip in Miami, corporate America taught me one thing. And he said, you have to put a date on something. I just let it ride. Even if it's 40% ready, 50, 60% to the person seeing it's 100%. Oh, you just got to put yourself out there. You just got to put it out there. That's the hardest so, part. So many me, people can't do that. It's just putting the date. And I'm most proud. Darrell, like, this is all. And to this day, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy at what's to come. Nah, I, I, I actually believe in this. Because, again, I'm probably a, a skeptic in a sense where... Um, a lot of people talk about things and we live in an era where talking is is almost looked at as being better than action. Yeah. But I see you actually putting in the work. 
about that. You know what I'm saying? Like that that makes such a difference to me. Or why I think that I just believe in you to be successful. Like I don't care if people rock with whatever designs or whatever. People are going to respect you and want to support you. Like I'm I'm convinced of that. Like you've heard me say this now for a while. Yeah. That has been my thing. I don't know why. That is what my brain is telling me to focus on for you. So you'll always hear me singing it soon. Like yo, thanks, my man. boy, he's genuine. You gotta you gotta rock with him. Thanks, you know, thanks. give him a try. I'm happy. I'm proud. And customer service big for me. Again, because oh yo, I don't buy stuff unless there's good customer service. Yeah, Especially yeah. like you know in a, I guess at a storefront. Like yeah. if I have good customer service. I'm 99 point, you know, times more likely right. to buy something. Right. Well, 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 we're starting this thing on, on e-commerce. And eventually, you know, I wouldn't mind doing a brick and mortar. But my vision of it really is nothing beyond that. I want to control the product. In other words, I'm not looking to be in these major stores. You don't want to be. And, you can't, there's nothing to stopping you from being better than Fashion Nova. Yeah. Sorry, like that's how I look at it. And I'll say Fashion Nova for men since that's a thing now. But how many, you know what I'm saying? Posts do we see with women that are posting up with something for Fashion Nova? Yeah. I don't want to say it's cheap, but it's fast fashion. It's inexpensive. Quality isn't great. You wear it one time for Instagram and then you go and buy something else. Yeah. That's not what I see for you, right. but the way that people kind of consume it, that's what I see for right. you. Right. Thank you. Uh, and I guess we, <laughs> it's funny because this, 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 this podcast or this interview, whatever you want to call it, has been, you know, really, it's been about the brand, but I really want it to be a lot about me. And we we didn't re, we didn't come in here knowing where it was gonna go. Nah, I just let it um, rock. Right. So you know, I'm laughing, uh, and I, you all don't know yet that the the, the 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 line is mostly geared towards men and, and boys to say. And and I started that way because I'm like, yo, women, y'all have a thousand and one boutiques. And yeah, like, like nah, like how are you gonna get in that? Like I wouldn't even mess with that. And even just to buy from, like you have so many options, Fact. you know. So. I wanted to give something for the fellas. Um, and, and it's funny because people say, well, you, know, you have girls. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to have some stuff that, a lot of my stuff is unisex, you know, anyone <laughs> can rock it. Like, you know, but my vision, you know, I wanted to do stuff for men and and boys and, and you know, clothing and accessories. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's the brand. That, but it's, it's going to be way bigger than that. You know, right now I'm actually hoping to, and again, I don't know when you're going to record it, but I'm working on getting, um, I mean, going to, you know, post it or release this, but I'm currently looking to partner with, you know, a boys, underprivileged boys club in my community. I'm looking at Camden, Philly, inner city, because I want them to be a part of it. And for me, it's more heart thing than anything. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing it because I can maybe get a tax write-off. Um, but for me, it's heart. It's heart. I love, I love my community. I mentor. You know what's kids. crazy that you have to give that as a disclaimer? Yeah. Like, I don't think that that's your goal from something, but yeah. so many people are, would be, that yeah, would be like so that you have to, like, yeah. say something like that. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. because but of the world we're in now. I've been doing this 
stuff. But now, like with we got receipts. Let's yeah, go. Talk now, that. Now with the ability to to give in a different way. Nah, that's financially. You know, that's and, way more impactful. And I don't want to say way more, but that's super impactful it, when you it, can do it's that. Very helpful because they don't have all the resources that I'm now capable to have and of for my kids. And I'm glad we also mentioned in the book about that. He says difference with a lot of black kids and others I'm just going to say others minority kids and others is that you can give a minority kid let me say black a brick in a blanket this is the book uses this example and they can tell you 30 different things that you can do with that brick in a blanket because imagination is great whereas the study showed that if you had a white kid with the same brick and the blanket, they're gonna say, use the blanket to cover yourself and the brick to build, but that's it. But the very difference is, check it, resources. Oftentimes those kids with those imagination don't have the resources available to build it and to bloom it into something great. And then it becomes a lost art. Whereas the person who may know the exact use of it, they will have the resources to be better. Get the coaches, get the tutors, get the educators to help build them up. So my goal from this is to also now provide resources to help build up that imagination. So I'm working on that, and hopefully by the time I release it, I'll have something to play. I like to hit that. But yo, man, um, real, man, I think this has been dope. Um, even if we don't talk about the brand again, which we will, I'd love for you to come on and just kick knowledge and be inspirational. Oh, I think so. that people frequently hear me say, I don't want my platform to be just something for fun, but I want us to uplift each other. Yeah. You know, like that's a big thing for me. Like, I don't want to just tear people down just because it's the fun thing to do. So I don't do that. It's like I'm trying to give you honest opinions, but I want to uplift. This is uplifting. If you don't get anything else from this, you're motivated to do something like I look at my own situation and how I promote my podcast and how I move with that. And I know there are things that I can certainly do better. Having this talk with you tonight, like, yo, like. Yeah, like I released a bunch of episodes. I need to get on my grind. Like that's when my mind starts thinking, like, what can I do? Sure. So, I appreciate that. I, I, I totally appreciate you having me here again. You know, I mentioned to you, I gave you the idea, what I was thinking of, and then you went from it and you went for it. Your experience, your creativity. So I, I really appreciate that. And you already know I'm pumping you. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. To, to my networks, and and that was the, another thing, and. You know, just for, for you all to know that I, I do plan on, you know, recording some episodes with the help, of course, Real World, um, where I want to promote other people who are inspirational. And, and they may have gone from science to fashion or from being, you know, smart to being fly. But the whole purpose and basis of it, there's something that you were good at. What was the click? Or what was the inspiration for you to move from something you were good at to doing something that you love, passionate about? 
So that's what we're going to be looking to, you know, record people who, you know, I have people who are engineers by training, but they open their own bakery because they love baking, you know? So what's the trigger? Because the goal is to inspire someone else to think about what you love. Yeah. I'd rather be happy. Yeah. I think that, yeah, like there's so much of the world, especially in the U.S., where we push people, make as much money as possible. Money is the ultimate driver. What about being happy? Yeah. That's something that we don't focus enough on. It's work, work, work. Hold up. But what about being happy? Yeah. And so if you can find these things that you're passionate about, I honestly believe that you're happier. Yes, sir. Like, this isn't work for me. Like, I'm going to listen to this. Yeah. Yeah, Like, this is cool. Like, I could do this all the time. The, the promoting and stuff that's <laughs> but like creating it and like yeah. just going through that process yeah. i love it agree well, yo man um appreciate it i really do appreciate this Thanks. uh i see big things in your future thank you um if anybody hasn't said that i'm gonna definitely say that again i'm telling you i'm copying this anybody that's listening to this uh you shout your website out i know it's not live yet but it'll be live it'll be live black the brand.com B-L-A-Q-D the T-H-E brand B-R-A-N-D dot com when you go by the time you release it you'll see the coming soon you'll see the countdown to the launch you'll also see a little box that says notify me um, and I'll appreciate you putting your email in there so I can have you a part of my list and I'll notify you the minute the website is up and running. But it will be happening May 27, 2019. Let's get some visitors. Let's do some browsing. Again, like I know I'm shopping. I can't tell people how to spend their money, but I will certainly, Thank you me. know, uh, shop and talk with my dollar. Again, I want to appreciate or I want to say thank you for just coming through. Uh, Again, it's been a long time in the making. Um, Appreciate it, bro. We will will do this again. Yes, sir. My word. Um, I end every episode saying the same thing. Ball players on a rap. Rappers on a ball. I just want a podcast. This is the Rel of the Rel World. We'll be back, and hopefully we'll see you guys next week.